0: They do, they love playing that game. Yeah. Welcome back. Welcome back. It's Monday night.
1: Yeah, it's on a Tuesday. Tuesday switched it up this week
0: Yeah, we're coming at you from a Monday And actually this might be the most recently we've ever potted after a match week has come to a conclusion because as of like an hour and a half ago Manchester City ties Crystal Palace though. We'll get there. Of course. I'm getting ahead of myself. Uh, yeah, that's crazy What are we drinking? You go first? Okay, (laughs) uh, I think I talked about this last week because I did have it last week Um, this is hydra camp this is from Mortalis, uh, a collaboration with Weldworks Brewing uh, from Craft Beer Cellar, which is like becoming my new favorite spot. Pretty quickly, somehow they the got spot. Mortalis, um, <laughs> and this one in particular was delicious. Absolutely fantastic.
3: I have a Miller High Life. I didn't run to the Craft Beer Cellar, and I was left with...
0: They were in New York City. Inter- the kind of champagne of beers. City.
1: I I'm giving you a Corona. No, it's okay. <coughs> I was going more
3: of a light-action
1: today, Yeah, Connor's Um, fizzy beer.
0: You guys guys went a little bit over the top this weekend in the Big Apple? Yeah. A little bit. You took a little work trip? It was relaxing, though. It was was, good. No, it was was good. good. I just
3: I didn't really want a heavy beer. This is a good way to go, the
2: champagne of beer. As they say in the UK, it was
0: a bit spenny, right, Connor?
2: (laughs) Spenny, yeah. 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 Tristan's been getting us prepped. What was the other one? Yeah. Uh, Uh,
0: Bob's your uncle.
2: Bob's your uncle. Bob's your uncle.
0: That just means you're doing okay. If if you ask, as the example I used, how do I get to uh, Old Trafford? They'd say... You go up that way, you take a left under the bridge, Bub's your uncle, meaning you're all good. Yeah, you're on the way. You're going to
1: see it. That's, that's terrible. Shout out to the. Of uh, course,
0: Connor will now hear that laugh He'll lingo. think that he's being rude.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, but Andrew McKenna. Was the points winner this week? Fucking
2: go, Andrew!
0: Oh come on! Guess who won two weeks ago? This guy. Oh shit! I was just about to say. When was the last time you had you had won? Not in like a mean way, but I don't remember. Like two weeks ago. But it looks tight on the board. You had eight points, and everybody else had seven. Um.
3: And Connor was shitting on me this weekend and we were watching the games at my house. And he was like, oh, you you didn't know know you weren't
0: doing well? No, I think And everybody... I never (laughs) said that. It's just a complete lie. (laughs) Everybody got at least one scoreline right. That was something I noticed. Uh, I think a couple people got the... There was a two-to-one scoreline a bunch of people got right. Was it Leeds? No, it was Liverpool to got Brighton too Zero. Brighton. Yeah,
2: I saw that one. I was yep. like the one
0: that didn't pick up. That was mine. Shout out Liverpool me. for uh for helping me out there. But yeah, it was uh it was a tight race this week, but Andrew, you, you brought it home.
3: Love that. Someone else brought it home too, but we'll get to that. <laughs> oh, okay. Wow. Oh that's, that's crazy. <laughs> <It's> pretty shameless. <laughs> Had to throw it out there. Um yeah. Did you already give your beer?
2: No. Uh this is uh oh, my black bad. hog brewing. <laughs> Jumped a gun on that it's, one. It's got pretty good color. Um, but it's a blueberry muffin. This is like an actual sour. It's not a it's not a smoothie sour, which is definitely what I fancy. But it's a sour brewed ale with blueberry cinnamon and vanilla beans. So I thought that with those notes, you know, it might not cut not might not be as sour
0: pretty sour. It's pretty tart. It's, it's not, wow, that's really it's a good. Slow sipper. I mean, that's one of the best beers I've like ever had in my life. I think I'm ready to say it is. Did we
2: pour that one in a glass last week? That I don't even think phenomenal. you liked it
0: that much, you bum. I was thrown off by one of the flavors, not but
2: I, I did. I did enjoy it. Jay, you're
1: not drinking, right? No, yeah, I had a rough, had a rough weekend. So, I'm just
3: drinking <laughs> so <hard. laughs> this podcast is slowly losing its beer credibility because yeah. just like, oh, this weekend. now but now we brought
2: it for the hundredth. Yeah, then, uh,
0: yeah, we did. We did. That's did. right. We had a pretty good lineup for that episode. Well, what do you think, guys? You do you want to jump into games? Yeah, sure. I Sh- think we in. have enough to talk about that happened within the confines of the weekend that we can. Yeah, probably. Off some, with. There's
2: some headlines along that we there is quite a few. about the, the notes, but not too much outside of the old prem. Yeah,
0: we begin bright and early Saturday morning as the title chasers right now, not the title defenders, the title chasers. Liverpool win two nothing over Brighton. We had an interesting VAR no call. Mm-hmm. Uh, Connor, what were your thoughts on that game? This was, this was a good
2: one. Um, Brighton, obviously we dropped points to them earlier in the season up to, 0 they come back to two. Um, and it was, it was a game where we conceded some of the possession. We, we gave the ball to them, allowed them to play and it allowed us to get forward and be more clinical. In in a way, I guess you could say we, despite us having less possession, we still did dominate on the shot tally, shots on goal tally, and creating more likely the chances. Allison did make his money late, and I mean a phenomenal performance from Louis Diaz is definitely just. It's the topic on the day, and it's the topic of Liverpool at the moment. He's been an incredible signing. He lays it all on the line. He brings everything when he plays. Intensity, hunger. Um, he's tireless. He's skillful. And now he's popping up on the score sheet. As you said, that the challenge, um, my take on it, granted the goal went in. Um, I feel like because it was a goal, um, him heading the ball in, it's like – a bit of the human condition that it's like, all right, the team already conceded a goal. We're going to be a bit sympathetic on how we treat that. But I think it's very clear that it put Louis Diaz in danger. How, um, Sanchez came out arm across his, Neck region. It was it a was leg, leg, leg to right neck, neck, right arm angle to face. Leg.
0: But yeah, <laughs> it it was it was it stylized was like, by Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> it, was in was the cr- early it was a crazy
2: double hit, and, yeah. and the ball was gone. Um, and I mean, it's just like if that ball doesn't go in, it's it was top, it's, it's, a, it's a red card, and it is a penalty. There's no, there's no doubt. That could have easily been another
1: like Van Dyke situation.
2: Uh, yeah, no, that's like one that you worry that a player could be in danger. So that was my take on the game. Right, and Trostard definitely missed a chance. Moppe had a chance. They did create, but that's always that's always their Achilles' heels that they don't put, put goals in. They don't,
3: And I don't think you can blame play. Graham Potter at this point anymore. I think they're set up to I agree. create chances for themselves, and they are doing that. It's just equalizing. <laughs> um, I think more so, and I talked about it last week, but defensively they could probably clean up, but then against Liverpool, so it's like you're not going to not concede pretty, against yeah. them.
0: Constantly uh, sprinting with their backs to most of the players flying towards them. But to even bring up again, Louis Diaz, it's absolutely insane how already he just has like the Liverpool crazy gene in him. Like he just is already so ready to die for the badge. And probably more often than not, I like to criticize Klopp just because he kind of really gets under my skin a lot of the time. But man, has he created a fun office environment? Like, Liverpool's the club that, like I was telling you, like about the place we won't name for just business reasons, but the place that has beers uh, for lunch on a Friday—that's like Liverpool right now. Yeah. Like people are just all about it. They're like, "Fuck yeah. yeah, this place is awesome. We love who's in charge. We love the game plan here. We love the style of play. It's it somehow fits everybody. Everybody that shows up is just really well adapted into the system really quickly and. I mean, it, again, it's a huge. It's a huge plus to on Klopp's end to go with yeah. his whole legacy. Is just the energy he created.
3: I think the biggest thing f- for the positions in terms of what players come in and um, have the most effect. It's usually in the forwards. Like Jota came in, had that aggressive um, edge to him, seemed to just kick things off with no issues. And Luis Diaz is doing the same thing, which is great to see. It, like Tristan said, it shows that Klopp has an environment for. A lot of forwards to thrive in
0: Liverpool scouting department, probably also yeah. worth mentioning as well. The yeah. yeah, Scouting in, in, in Liverpool has probably been second to none in the premier league bar, the world potentially the last few seasons with who you brought in the price, you brought them in for and who they've turned into after they get there. Yeah. yeah. 100%. The resale on everybody you bring in is going to be absolutely massive. And that's if they don't retire with the club, which some of them are in the question of doing right now. So except right. for, except for, Kata. <laughs> except for yeah. Kata, except for maybe Mane, some maybe Salah, but either way, neither here nor there. I mean, Klopp is definitely, yes, but the recruitment, I mean, any club would be jealous of that, how things have worked out. So. Yeah, and,
2: and they know what their guy is like. They know yeah. that they don't need that, like, polished finisher. Like, they just get, they want guys that can run. Yes, there's the skill set, um, but they're more willing to build the skill set and have someone that's committed to the club and willing to work. Like the Bane soldiers every... in
0: Batman. When Batman's <laughs> like, where does he out. find these guys? None of talking. <laughs> the masked men. Um,
2: but, yeah, no, it, it was a... Salah so <laughs> injured? No, he played. No, did he get injured in the game? He did come off. um, And it's an injury. It's a fake injury. When I watched Klopp's (laughs) post-match, there was no tell as to how serious it is. It's the kind of injury Um, you get
0: when you don't finish a goal you really wanted to get. Yeah, Salah's
2: definitely a talking point. Um, And he did come off. He gets a goal on the day. That brings him to 20 goals. I believe it's four seasons. A 20-goal tally, four seasons in a row. Mm -hmm. He's joined elite, the most elite, of striker company. He's like a level almost. Yeah, Kane was in the mix. I mean he's only played five seasons in the Prem, so <laughs> he's, and he's still in contention. Um but he also joined um 30, 30 plus goal contributions as well, which is an even more elite club due to his high assist tally. He scored from the spot. He hasn't been as clinical in open play. He he's been missing a lot of opportunities that you'd expect him to put away when in proper Salah form. Um, he gets the penalty, so he did not score from open play. And then the media flushed out the whole contract situation. I don't think there's been many updates surrounding this since December when that mm. whole, um, yeah. saga popped off. So obviously, um, turned down the contract that was offered and feels as though he should be paid more. He's not what do you think they offered? I feel like it was. What's he it, at now? I feel like, like 150? he's at 200 pounds a week. Wait, he probably asked for like, he probably turned I think, out like 280 or I 250. Think they, there's plenty of time. So the contract doesn't expire until 20, summer of 2023. Um, and I think they probably offered him, I don't know, 275. I didn't, think he wants three. He probably you know, wants I think, three. I think he wants, you know. three,
0: think yeah. He wants yeah. three. Yeah, yeah I, I could see his agent mention like he would he be open to a Premier League move. Thought I had heard some rumblings of that in the Liverpool camp the last couple days. Salah? Yeah.
2: Well, one of the teams that could afford to pay him is City. City. But
0: due to his long-standing history with Liverpool... Pay me. Like, I will straight up go to another Premier League team. Pay me. Why why would he not be like that, though? At this point in his career, I get that they have a really long-standing relationship. He's a club legend. There's no doubt about that. But... He has his Champions League. He has his Premier League. He's scored as many goals as anybody else in the league, and now he gets to demand what he wants. And so I don't think he's going to have a lot of wiggle room, dude. I think he would be one of... In a weird way, I think he's almost more likely to leave than Mane, not just trying to like stir anything. I genuinely think because he's going to be the, the, one of the only players in the Prem that can demand virtually any price tag. And Liverpool is known to be frugal. Most of time right. it's worked out for him, but he could end up just having a fat payday... I don't Going think that's Madrid
2: how, he. I mean, Madrid. <laughs> yeah, true. I mean, maybe is the most likely option. I don't think he'd want to go to PSG. That's another team that could pay, and I don't think he'll go to City for the sake of his reputation at Liverpool. He'll just have to go, go to. He'll Bar- New- go to Barcelona. He'll just
1: have to go to Newcastle. Oh,
2: I mean, he's so he, sick. That, that would. <laughs> I mean, that would maybe be an option. That would be awesome. I don't, I don't leave, think he's leaving at all. Um, but there's a lot of time to negotiate this. It's kind of an odd situation where it's like it's. Klopp stated in his presser that it's it's Mo's decision. I'm like, yeah, it's Mo's decision it's just as much as it is Fenway answer. Group's decision to pay him. And we were just discussing that culture that is at Liverpool, and no player is bigger than the team. So if if Salah's demands are too high, which well, there, he, there could be, I
0: think potentially one player that would feel that way, and I think it would be. I Mo. don't think. So. I don't. I don't think so. The goal guys are different said, from like the goalkeepers. He said. In, he said to the media, that he is
2: not asking for a lot. But yeah, he I, is asking to be...
0: I'm just asking for, for as his, much as... For his value to be proven. But Lukaku. But like,
2: we go pay him 400 pounds a week, 400,000 pounds a week, what do we pay Virgil? Because they're equally important to the team. And if anything, I think... Well, you guys have
0: said yourselves, goal scorers are the ones who get the awards a lot of the time. They're naturally going to be at a higher value, and it's understandable because they're the ones who do get the eyeballs on TV, and that's who gets you the points in the end, but... But Again, Fenway's that's why it ties into me thinking that I think this will be the year that Mo says I'm not really willing to, like, sacrifice anything anymore. This is, like, for my family. This is from, we talk about generational wealth every week on the podcast at least once. Right. It's like he's going to start thinking about these things. If he can get a massive payday from one of those other clubs, then I think he'd do it. I think,
2: yeah. I think I, he I, will get a massive payday from Liverpool. It's just going to take time because Liverpool are that frugal club and they don't want to just go... She- that's a a they're cheap they do good business. Unfailingly, though, no, all other clubs in England. Well,
3: let me they're
1: listen. Very, they, let me get my two friends. Very in their uh, wage, but like uh, they
2: have the leverage. Louis Diaz. Can, hold on, stop talking. Just <laughs> let me say, Fenway Sports Group <laughs> has the leverage right now because they signed Louis Diaz. Good business. It's likely that he could score twenty goals next season. They have Jota. Yeah. they've proven that they can he do it without a I think they should but, pay him.
3: I think it's probably three. He's asking for it there at the max. Or the minimum, give me three. Yeah, I think that's the minimum. And two
2: probably low. Yeah. Oh yeah. 100%. Yeah. He's
3: yeah definitely, and I don't think he goes to City at all. I don't think he goes anywhere in the Premier League. He leaves. He leaves the Premier League
2: if he doesn't get paid three.
0: So we're in Italy, maybe. I could um, see him going to Barcelona. it be Madrid Barcelona. He, he, so he, he wouldn't go back
2: to. The I don't Syria. think he'd go to PSG. And the PSG show also t- chimes in because Napoli? Messi would be gone. I think that's the year that Messi's contract expires. Obviously yeah. Mbappe's leaving, so PSG is gonna be desperate for I think
3: Rangers they I score. think they will pay him. It's just I hate how they just act like,
2: like just pay I the man. I don't know. I really <laughs> I really What do you mean? United, just pay the man. It took Sancho how long to get a deal done because you were fighting they, pennies. They have the wages though. The, they'll pay the wages united oh but they won't pay 20 million conrad
0: to reach deep into his back pocket I mean, for they haven't paid Sancho he, he yeah, gives really the shrug oh
2: <laughs>
3: just he's like where's this one they, talk, they <laughs>
2: took him <laughs> a year and a half to talk sanch i'm not, I'm not talking million.
3: about that but it's a current player that wants a contract i'm just saying cuz with genie it was a similar situation where they just kind of genie like wasn't at liberty to talk about it and i don't think he ever did
2: he spoke on it where he felt he was never he wasn't offered the value that exactly he was
3: so it's with. like if genie, if someone is obviously Salah is more valuable than genie but
0: genie in a position that he was in, he has a legendary status. I'd say at Liverpool at this point. Kyle Curran says, "I'm sorry, but Salah deserves every deserves any, yeah. every penny he asks for." I just butchered that. Sorry. <laughs> Without Salah, there is no back-to-back CL finals and no Premier League. So,
2: I, I mean, again, yeah, he's not There's wrong. about a thousand reasons wrong, but... you
0: could like back that he has. He has the one who has all the cards in his hand. If anything, what he risks is leaving and then going to a place that isn't in a Premier League title race every single season or. A Champions League terrifying team to draw. I think
3: now. I don't think he'd care at that point if he if they if they go on to win this season. I'm sure they'll give him the money. But even if they don't, he has a cabinet in his in his um in his locker. So it's like he's a trophy cabinet. I think he wants the money for the sake of generational wealth and for the sake that I can score goals for any club and win in Spain, win in um, win the Champions League, compete in the Champions League with other big clubs. But it's not going to be in the Premier League if he moves. That's
0: fair. I'm fine sure. with that. Uh, lads, anything about Brighton? Graham? Uh, I, thought,
1: I thought I thought Basuma played well. He did get that weird. That was uh, his
2: first game back, right? Yeah.
1: He did get that high foot on uh, Naby. But other than that, I mean, they just like can't finish at
3: all. It's like really weird. I think the question's are around Graham more than anything. Weren't the fans booing him, too, at the end? Or was that last they, week? I, I, they boom I every, thought it they was. Boom booze. every week. Was that midweek? Well, it's
2: five losses in a row. Yeah. Or is that Wolves? No, because no, th- not it,
0: it had won. almost been Wolves, but they yeah, yeah, they recently Brighton, got a win, yeah. but Brighton's definitely in his a Wolves sort of skin. Wolves just won. So. Well, you know, as as I said I think before we started recording. Yeah, I think there'll be quite a few coaching changes this off-season like slightly more than usual. I do think Graham will be one of them. I don't know if I'm ready to like provide a guess as to where he'll go. I just got to see where the where the vacancy I, opens I, up, but
1: I think Leicester
0: Lester would be a good fit for him, Lester I think. Too, yeah. Brendan Rogers is obviously a guy who, obviously, if if Graham takes the Lester job, where's where's Brendan going to go? Do you think he fits in anywhere? I don't know.
3: I don't know. He,
1: he's uh, an he's an odd character right Scotland. now.
0: Back to Scotland. He'll get a, he'll
1: get
3: a coaching job. What are we like?
0: He's, he, he's, he, gonna he's going to get a coaching job. Obviously, up.
1: <laughs> but like, I mean, they're
0: terrible. Interesting right to now. think. United might go after that Graham spot. You never know. I tell you what, it was a back-and-forth, ugly game until what the game needed, which was a bit of Chris Erickson quality. Delivers a beautiful cross. Tony on the end of it. Moments later, puts away a penalty pretty convincingly.
1: With his weird step up.
0: Thomas Frank said he's the best penalty taker in the world right now. I don't agree with that, but he's pretty good. What did I say? He's back in his play. Erickson,
3: Impact. Creating chances. All right. But, Tony, all right, goal but, scored.
1: But the 80 minutes before that was probably the most disgusting football. Doesn't I've ever matter. He's providing, Rodriguez prov- ripped that providing
3: the assists. That's all I'm saying. I think it's a Erickson's made the difference, and he. it's good to just see him balling out. And Tony obviously now getting goals.
0: Was,
3: yeah. yeah. yeah Two foot
0: ability Elissimo, through the roof. As he might have said once in Italy. I hope it One continues. Time. It could easily tail <laughs> off. I mean.
3: Bradford are comfortable right now. They're in. A, they're oh,
0: fine. Yeah, they're. They got. 30 yeah, you guys points, yeah. like your uh, handy dandy tables. So printed it out at work. <laughs> I, don't know why, I don't know
1: why I'm trying to look at Andrews from across the table. <laughs> <laughs> not much yeah,
2: right, they right right the cheating. They yeah. got 30 <laughs> points. Theoretically, they're in the safe zone. Yeah, no. And so I think
3: I, say, I think uh, 30 I just,
0: points is the safe mark, right? Everyone I says so. Yeah.
3: I'd like to see Erickson continue balling out, and I'd like to see Tony keep scoring because it takes him to 11 on the season. Yeah,
2: and that's still. I mean, double digits. I mean, he's got a what? Hat trick and a brace in the last two. Granted, mm-hmm. there's three mm-hmm. penalties out of five, but
0: goals are goals. Yeah. It's crazy that Everton are only a point ahead of Burnley. Like Burnley are in nineteenth, they're definitely one of the extremely in the danger zone clubs. Ever- but Everton are level. Oh no! Oh no! No,
2: level of Watford. Level of Watford. Read your table. Up. Damn oh, it! They got
0: pulled. I could have probably picked a larger font when I printed (laughs) these. I was like, why is this size six? I like that it's square, though. That's kind of nice. It does help. It's got got what you need on there. Yeah. You just might need, like, your reading monocle. It's even got the key (laughs) and everything. Burnley, I mean, I think I I would say saying that they're right where they need to be would not be totally fair. I think there's enough quality in that side at this point to where I would have liked to see them. They're a championship side, dude. I I don't know. I think they have quality players. I I
1: think they they have a really, really, really good manager. I do not think they have the quality of players. Well, I think they have...
0: Again, guys like Dwight McNeil have not had great seasons. He usually provides goals for them. Cornette
1: hasn't scored since he came back. He hasn't scored since he came back from the African Cup of Nations. Like like, horse seemed kind of
0: phased out here, so it's like... (laughs) They have, just,
1: they have one, two, three, like, if like yeah, they have four, four. They have like four
3: good, but like yeah. the
1: rest of the side is championship level, in my opinion. And you know, I don't, I mean, I hate to see them go down, but if they do end up going down,
3: I think they'll first of all they'll be right back up cause I think Sean Dyche is definitely, um, you know, he's overperformed this side thousand percent.
2: Yeah, and they've given him no. I don't think they've spent any money. Yeah. <laughs> Cornet's I probably mean, their best. It's one of the most
1: like expensive signing of like in Weghorse.
2: But they also sold Wood so they
0: got a sum
1: of money for what's yeah, if you so. sell
0: a striker just you have to make sure that I do get a striker back because <laughs> I don't have that many <laughs> yeah. so that's the deal they have going but um, I don't know I just think there's a, there's just enough quality in that side decent keeper too that guy's been around they for also have a two hope. games in hand two games in hand. So, I don't, again, like, like I was saying <laughs> before, there. those the games <laughs> in hand I feel like have not played out in a lot of teams favor this season. I think largely you don't want to have games in hand. Moving forward, that's kind of how it'll be seen. Hopefully we don't have any crazy COVID delays moving like in future seasons and there no, aren't no, there's no. nothing to throw a wrench in minus the, you know, World Cup, but yeah. Past that like uh, there's really no reason for it, but I don't know. Something about Burnley has just slightly disappointed me, but kind of hoping they stay up. They were hot like a month ago. Yeah, no, they were weeks, was
3: out, so. well, before Kornet left for AFCON.
0: Look, if I was really bitter, and I'm not, but if I was really bitter, I would say, wow, look at United getting bailed out by a guy who's might even be a one-season guy, might be gone after this season. And his, some some greatness that buys them three points on the day. Sancho had a pretty good game, too. That's what I would say if I was bitter. But I'm not bitter, because it was a really crazy game. And honestly, while I was watching it, I was kind of on the edge of my seat the whole yeah. time. We FaceTimed at the half.
1: It's a direct opposite of your City Spurs game. Like the 3-2, like all the calls getting like disallowed. Yeah. The last minute header.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, again, I, I was I was pissed at the time because, because in recent weeks I've been frustrated like on the games that weren't like... I'm thinking maybe he was really injured, but would that Ronaldo not have really assisted you guys in that game versus City where you were getting like your asses pummeled for 95 minutes? Like you did score, but... It was a single moment of brilliance, and in a game you wouldn't always ask for a goal from Sancho like that. So I'm thinking, I don't know that that was my that was my frustration with it was I was like, of course this guy shows up today, burns <laughs> yeah. my team, doesn't play against City because he picks up some injury that may or may not have been real because he was frust- he's frustrated with the badge. Success isn't coming as is clearly, but that that was my two cents on it as the guy whose team lost.
3: I thought the game itself was really exciting. I don't great. I don't think Ronaldo was faking an injury. I think it just. English media um, lies and stuff like that. But I, I think Spurs played well. I think United didn't played okay. I think they, they weren't that great on the ball. They turned over the ball quite a bit. I think it was a standout performance for like four key players for United. It was Ronaldo obviously scoring the hat trick, Pogba, Sancho, and then Fred. Fred played like he was Ronaldinho. Fred played Not, out, out of his mind. The flick, the flick to Ronaldo to give him the opportunity to score. Um, he nutmegged. Once or twice um, to a couple of Spurs players. Get a step over. Yeah, step over. That step
1: over? That whole sequence was <laughs> yeah, crazy. I was yeah. like,
3: what am I watching right now? I, I think a lot of that game was, uh, we go back to the Ole situation, individual performances, stepping up when the club needs them. Because if you go back to City, City United was only a couple days ago, a few days ago. So it's like, not, not much has changed. It's just a situation where players step up on the day. Spurs play I thought I thought it was a battle In the midfield especially Pogba, Bentacore Were going head to head The entire game I was giving some chips Your way on text But that's for
2: fun Sitting
0: him down Oh my god <laughs> That was, that I was it, so my like, god. I was like Don't even give him an inch The one that, the one that
2: was worse when, when he was telling He's Pogba Dances away <laughs> I was like bro Benteke like Won a tackle And it bounced back To Pogba yeah, That was <laughs> easily
0: The most entertaining matchup Yeah no the it was great though, For and sure So
3: I don't think You can really blame Spurs too much Because Neither side defended well and both sides ended up scoring so it's like, I don't know, it was very I think it shows their form as, a, as each club. Spurs played really good football in my opinion.
0: They, they like, dominated they, they, the like possession. It was so yeah. much
3: smoother. Like, there was
0: a lot to pull that was good from that. And, and then and then
3: when United did string passes it looked good but it, like I said it's like that Ole
0: situation where it's good vibes. I could see that like it's one touch football. Dude, like Ronaldo banged a fucking 30 <laughs> yarder after Fred like backheeled yeah. to pass him. That goal goes in and I'm like it's it's like not... A, I don't even know I'm supposed to be like, oh, shit, you know? It's it's not even... The greatest goal scorer ever scored three goals, just he went on a tear. Like, yeah. that's what happened. That's just what's going to happen when you when you play United this season. So... Exactly. It was frustrating, but in the same vein, like, I was also... We got burned pretty bad defensively on that Sancho long ball that mm-hmm. led to the, like, the second Ronaldo He was goal. brilliant.
3: I thought Sancho was brilliant. Sancho put that, in a good yeah. shift.
0: I mean, you're right. I mean, the same... The, the individual bright spots really were just like... They what are you going to do? Yeah. That's the one thing that you really just got to tip your hat on the day, to exactly. say, Nod your head. I mean, what I would say, too, is and, and when we did our combined 11, I pushed pretty hard for Kulu. You pushed pretty hard for Sancho. Ultimately, we went with Sancho. I wasn't happy with that. But on the day, I mean, I would say he was. He probably had a much better game than Kulu than did. He really Hulu didn't do that much. few good touches. He's always a, he's surprisingly really good crossing the ball. But Sancho is a problem. He had a good chance. Uh, he had the similar right foot kick that I was like shitting when yeah, he took that yeah, shot because yeah, he was right in that same position but he was really good he's playing off his lines really well he's creative you guys brought up Fred was really good too so I I don't know that's what that's what was disappointing was that in the end I was frustrated that Ronaldo just I feel like he just showed up when he wanted scored three and then left and took all the points with him but
3: <laughs> talked to Tom Brady and left yeah um speaking of Ronaldo he now breaks officially the FIFA um record of most career goals for Besides Pelé, club obviously. and country.
0: He yeah. becomes second to Pele, yeah. so that's huge. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's,
2: it's for what's like actual monitored matches or whatever. Yeah, been.
3: exactly. But it's, a, I mean, the last time that was, that record was set in 1955 well, from the last player who played. Um, I have the name here. It, it was from so long ago. But, Steve um, Freeze, <laughs> Austro Czech Josef Bikan. He played Steve from 1931 Fries. to 1955, and he had 105 goals. Uh, c- club and country goals. So, Ooh.
2: no, I mean, you said thirty-one to 55.
3: 1931 to
0: nineteen fifty-five. Oh that's that's when the God. ball was leather.
2: 20, 20, it was 20, all brown.
0: Twenty-four years, it's a twenty-four year career. That's when
1: you're getting two-footed tackle like every other player. Yeah, there, there were no go. refs. It was all honor.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it was an honor system. The situation with Maguire, Um, you have to shout that out just because, like, it's so unfortunate that it had to be him. It's so. Un- it it's to. so unlucky and. I don't, I'm not saying he played a brilliant game by any means. I'm just saying, of course, if there's a situation of an own goal, it's going to hit his foot, and it's it's also a situation where we kind of talked about it. You kind of have to make a decision there. He, his, ang- I think the biggest thing you can criticize is the way he's, he angled his body and trying to, or how late he was.
2: That's, 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 that's that's a, a, it was so late, late. It was a, it was
3: because he's so slow. Yeah. He can't
2: get there in time. And the biggest issue he doesn't also read the game well, so he can't anticipate exactly. And he does step a lot of the
3: time too far forward and he does not win the ball. He'll he'll step out of position 90% of the time and not win the ball, which yeah. is which is horrible for a defender. But like that was back, just like back diff, line.
1: This was his difference during like when he played for England, like his anticipation was on point during the Euros, but now at Manchester United like you're saying, like it's just like that half a second slower exactly. and, it's, and it's
0: just messing him up.
3: And then he's stretching on that that slide to try and clear it, and it just goes in. It's just a tap and at, that, I mean, th- at, at that point. So
0: At least United earned their goals, which is kind of more than I can say about Spurs almost because, like you were guys just saying, there was an own goal from Harry Maguire, and it was a bad handball. should have been a penalty, but we did get a goal off a penalty. So like if I'm looking at it from an honest standpoint, yeah, I'm frustrated at the guy who scored the goals for United, but shit, at least he booted a 30-yard goal. They had a nice build up, and then a header where he just... Romero completely got burned. So, I
1: did you guys think the Dyer handball should have been a handball? No, I like I Dyer, like, I, well, handball? I wasn't mad about it, but I was just like, What's the real difference between I'm that the, Dyer like, handball Spurs and the... Fans, so. yeah. like, I, get, like, I, get I brought Dyer, that up to Andrew. Like, yeah, we were talking about like, that. Yeah, we talking about like, that. Dyer's was back here. And Even I just, you said I don't think you, that's you were like, like a, I don't think it should be really. I, think, I think it's it was, a natural position, but still. I don't know.
3: Tell us is a lot more obvious. How super obvious. stuck out, I
2: guess. Like, when your arm's down by your side straight, there's like. I was nervous. But it wasn't though. straight. Like, Dyer's arms were like, he was running he was like he's from Naruto. When I
0: first saw the replay of the Dier one, I was like, oh, no, they're about to get a pen right now.
3: And the biggest thing now going forward, obviously, for United is top four. Arsenal have a handful of games in hand. You're chasing it's a, it's a Arsenal top right four. now. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like they were like, oh, United jumped to top four. But it's like we're only two points ahead of Arsenal who have four games in hand. Three games in hand now. Three games in hand now. They play. They play Arsenal, Liverpool midweek. So oh, that
0: game is going to be bananas. United plays
1: tomorrow. They play against Atletico for the. Second wow,
3: game. Connor. Right. We they don't play next until April. Until April second, when we'll be there. United. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Liverpool United. Well, let's is go. They're off. well. They yeah. play. For they do while. have Champions League this week. Yeah, they do tomorrow. Um. Yeah. yeah. What a great game all
0: around. I. They're you, definitely still a hundred percent in the top four run. Even even with the game's in hand for Arsenal. Yeah, like. Yeah. But if Arsenal beat Liverpool, then again, that would be pretty incredible. Definitely. Either way, it's a bummer. Kind of been Spurs season uh, going Spurs. into that game. I think it was like win, loss, win, loss, win, yeah. loss, or something like yeah. that.
2: But your third leading goal scorer is own goals for the opposition. I'm is right. Sure.
0: Uh, or he's a third. Like Third, it yeah, goes so Son, case. Kane, and then yeah, then you know roles. the usual suspects. This is a roller coaster. I cannot wait to get off of. I'll tell you that much. But we going into Sunday where we had actually an epic match. It was a lovely watch. Chelsea rely on just a, a moment of brilliance from Kai, launched them past Newcastle, who were heartbroken not to walk away with anything that game. You know what's crazy? Before be we honest, get into I was it. too. Like
3: if you looked at this game two months ago, you'd be like, "Oh, I don't really care that much." Chelsea are going to. Absolutely destroy them. Con and I were in New York. This was game of the weekend. We were gonna, we were like, we we're gonna leave Sunday morning early, and we're like, oh, Chelsea Newcastle's at ten o'clock. We gotta watch that game. Yeah, because that's just how exciting Newcastle are to watch, and the game did not disappoint in terms of that. Obviously, Chelsea dominated the possession, but Newcastle are a team that look deadly at times and can give plenty of teams issues.
2: Yeah,
1: I didn't know the commentator said that. I didn't know this, but Elmeron's like kind of out
3: of favor with Eddie Howe. I didn't like know that they were talking about him. Uh, during the match, like the first few minutes, they mentioned like what do we think of Almiron? I could only hear that, and then I really can hear the rest because I was doing something else. But um, that's tough because he's one of their biggest signings for the club mm-hmm. in recent years. Yeah, he's
0: I, the yeah. biggest MLS signing. I mean, I think it's in was a big still.
2: signing for them, and now they've made a couple more. I think it's just he, he, I was he's never a that good player, it. but he's I don't think he ever. Yeah. He's very fast. But he, he's he, very I, direct. Well, but. he's one of those
1: players that he isn't really good at. His skill is not yeah, totally he, there. Like, I don't want to say good at anything. I would say, like, at a specific thing. Like St. <laughs> yeah, like Max he is a sucks. dribbler. <laughs> he's <laughs> good at that.
0: sprinting up the line and been yeah, scaring yeah, yeah. a defender well, for a few moments. But he's got very poor control of the ball at his feet. The finishing's not that good. I just He's not... Super useful, just in that like final James. third.
1: But like I, yeah. But like I have seen to him sprint James. back on defense, get the ball, and then do the same sprint back, yeah. and just like he like
0: oh. en- it's endless energy. But you see why it worked in the MLS. Not even making a dig. Like you see why he was so incredibly good at this the MLS. So direct.
3: Yeah, it, when
1: it, you're that
0: fast and you can beat people, you don't need to be that great at finishing necessarily. As long as you're just more aggressive and direct, and that's where those guys stand out. But what I, are you saying?
3: I thought when they bought him, he was going to be a player to come in and be like a creative dribbler. Quick on the ball, kind of like how Saint Maxie is, but obviously Saint Maxie's on match in terms of how the ball is just at his foot, like a str- with a string on it. But yeah, I don't know. I, I thought Almiron was going to be a key player in Newcastle's like team when Eddie Howe obviously came in and the money came in because he's like a good player. But like you said, I guess he really isn't that good at much in terms of like one particular thing.
2: Yeah, and you want to talk about players out of favor? Lukaku is far from favor. to start. Timo started over him in this match. And even
0: though he still has zero understanding of how offsides works, he was (laughs) still so much more dangerous and effective than Lukaku would have been. His first touch was worse. It's like not even close. The problem with Werner, though, his first touch was very heavy as yeah. hell. Yeah. <laughs> he practically kicks it as soon as the ball touches his foot and then yeah. he just hopes that he has enough time to get there. But Yeah, he has a speed to get there. But. He Also, though, what you could say about Timo that you can't about Lukaku is that he actually gets touches when he's in. He gets so many touches. That's kind of why I think these these howlers stand out so much is because he gets so many opportunities. But what Lukaku get when he came out on like six touches? He looked, you, maximum? He looked
2: clunky. He yeah. looked like a, just looks like he give a 50s shit. Chevy truck out there. He looked the like
0: same a as he, and he did it as
3: he did at United. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Like he literally he looks looked prime. the same. He looks like, worse. Well, I don't know. When he was...
2: He I scored I 20 you know, goals at United. His
3: last season, that's true. But it's... St- that but you could see that form coming in yeah. as yeah. as he was leaving. Yeah. So
2: and before I think it could be partially due to him not playing, but it, it's clear and obvious that Tuchel is going to rely on a fluid front 3 that can attack from anywhere on the pitch as opposed, as opposed to forcing the ball through a strong number 9. Yeah. That's and just it. he's going to try to he's he's kind of mimicking how pep, pep play in the front where it's it's a fluid system up top and and any of the attackers can play at any come off any side, they can interchange and when Lukaku's up there he he can't do that. He, he can't he do that. In the and it worked. Circle.
3: Havertz scored.
1: He, that was a good touch by Such him. Such a good goal. That was a great, great goal. Good find by, your, left uh, foot. by, your, by your boy.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, Jorginho pinged that one out there. But it did, again, the the, the touch was sort of what made that whole thing. Double left foot. Great finish. He had, had a bunch of chances all game, too. I thought Havertz overall had a really good game. He was, I mean, really the chief of creativity most mm-hmm. of that match. He was highly disruptive. Newcastle credit to them for keeping a clean sheet as long as they did, but they had their hands full at that front three. I tell you, because they were dealing with speed with Werner and Havertz is just very difficult to de-up. He's very good finishing with his head too, so he's good in the air. But he's just always moving. Yeah, like he's
1: always and each run is like yeah. a decisive run, so it's kind of hard. But you could tell how much it meant to Newcastle to like go down and lose that. Like they were just oh, like crushed, crushed. They feel it. like
0: they can beat anybody now, and that's been a long time coming for them. And we mentioned earlier that if. 30 points is what keeps you safe. They're at 31. So let's say they're safe, right? Let's say yeah. the flurry of wins I had from the last month was enough alone to, to keep them up. They're kind of in an interesting spot right now because, you know, they're not, I would say maybe not even quite at where like Villa or Southampton or like Jesus Spurs have been at, you know, like not quite that good, but I, I just wonder where Eddie Howe think, where where he, realistically he wants this Newcastle team to finish this season. Does he want them to finish in the top ten? Will he look at what's above him and think I I still have aspirations? Or now that they're in the clear, are they kind of in their own way setting up camp? I guess if that makes sense.
3: I think it's a situation when they're looking at each game as the target, not like oh can we finish tenth. Eddie Howe's job is to come and save the club from relegation, and he's doing that and. Doing it in a good fashion. So I'm not. Without Kieran Trippier. I don't think it's a, a situation of let's get 10th. It's more of a let's focus on the next game and then the next game and then the next game till the season's over and they stay up.
0: <laughs> you should get yeah. into coaching. <laughs> you seem to have a really distinct understanding of what it takes. <laughs> <laughs> but
3: um, I think the biggest one of the biggest headlines we have to talk about is obviously Chelsea's ownership.
0: We got to get into the meat and potatoes. Roman and, and I think that's one of the
3: reasons why Tuchel was so animated after the game because of the situation going on. Just how it's affecting how it is affecting the club, the fans itself. So um, I have some notes here just writing down the situation going on at Chelsea. So this was a couple days ago. Uh, This is from the Independent, a uh, newspaper over in England. Following the imposition of sanctions by the UK government, the Premier League board has disqualified Roman Abramovich as director of Chelsea Football Club. The board's decision does not impact the club's ability to train and play its fixtures. As are as set out under the terms of a license issued by the government, which expires on the thirty first of May, twenty twenty two. So far, they've had three sponsorships um, removed from, or disassociated with the club on a temporary situation. So it's called it's three who sponsors their kit and the kit. three was not advertised when they did the lineups uh,
0: when you know, but that, it was on the kit. Yeah, it was on the kid. the and, game. And that was just, I mean...
1: I mean, if
3: I'm a Chelsea fan, I'm
1: so happy that's off my shirt. Yeah, I mean,
0: <laughs> what in a... Bo- if we just take take a few seconds to say, what an abomination <laughs> of a front sponsor. From the moment I saw that, I thought, what what was on your mind? I'm sorry, but awful. To go from iconic, to like Yokohama, like... Chors Samsung. Even, Samsung. I mean... Good God, Andrew, keep going. <laughs>
3: Hyundai would have been a better option. And, the, and Zap. So those are, the, those are the three key ones that are no longer associated Smoothie with the King club would on, have a been Tempor- <laughs> on a temporary suspension. Um, ESPN. This comes from ESPN. So they're spending right now, so with these sanctions and with Abramovich cut off from the club, they are capped at around $26,000 on travel to away matches um, and a revised million dollars limit on the cost of staging home games. Uh, Peter Cech stated before the match that he was unsure whether or not they'd be able to finish the season, which is obviously super concerning. Um, there was a lot of things on online, Instagram, Twitter saying they can't even afford gas, can't even afford this. But there are stuff in place to, to fund that. Um, Chelsea were handed a new license to continue football-related activities and are in negotiations with the government to amend these some of these aspects. So this is also from the Independent. Um, and they also released a statement Monday afternoon saying, so today, um, they were pressing the government for the right to sell tickets and that the club were holding daily meetings to get license the license amended, amended. The club also reveals the Premier League and the FA Cup have raised concerns over the license, which prevents Chelsea selling new tickets to home areas around the ground uh, to away supporters visiting Stamford Bridge or Chelsea fans wishing to watch their team on the road. So, um, yes, they can't sell tickets. They cannot renew contracts, and they cannot... Make transfers, so I don't know what's going Canceling on with that. Yeah, the
0: worst thing I would yeah. say right off the bat from all of this is their contract renewal. So any player, Rudiger, Ie Tony Rudiger's. I'm trying to think of who else is in that sort of. Michael co- Christensen. Christensen definitely is one of those guys that Tuchel has been vocal about. Well, he's, he's already to keep. on
1: the way out. Well, yeah, and he's like, I want to do something to change that situation, but even if he wanted to, he couldn't right yeah, now. Exactly. I feel like
0: that's the that's the biggest thing because I do think that the Premier League would only let this go so far. I do think all of the boards who were in charge of handing out these sanctions and freezing this and freezing that, I don't think that they would let this just go into a tailspin because I think they also view Chelsea as too big a cash cow to to just let this happen. It's just such a guaranteed pull for the Premier League. It's too iconic a club. It has mm-hmm. been too powerful for too long. So I don't think they'd let it just go into a complete tailspin, but yeah, I don't see that happening either. But again, the the player contract renewal is a big thing that I think would would concern me if I'm somebody who's wants to keep to keep Rudiger, and I think many Chelsea fans are leaning that way because the center back market isn't that massive right now, and you don't know how they're going to turn out in the Premier League. It's so it's been great for them. So it's been really good. So I think that would be a big thing. Some players might be kind of apprehensive, or or would want to continue to distance themselves from a situation like yep. this. So. It's also
2: tough because Chelsea has an identity as a club that was willing to spend anything to get their trophies, and they did. They they got their trophies. They averaged, I think it's like a trophy a season, and they weren't just winning some little shindig down on like whatever coast of England. It was big-name trophies, and players not knowing what the ownership tendencies are going forward, England, clubs in England... It's that tendency to have that business perspective when you approach clubs and they try to make it into somewhere where you make money and it's difficult to do that. Abramovich loved Chelsea and he was willing to spend whatever it meant for the club to be successful. And fired, Chelsea, and Chelsea fired, Chelsea fired loved whoever was managing for the sex success he, of the club. Like, yeah, that man fired everyone. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's what he did. He bought who they needed to buy. He would it was obviously the vicious managerial cycle and
0: that used to be the worst thing you could say about Chelsea up until like four or five weeks ago. That could have been the worst thing about you. You could have said about them as a club is that they just ax managers and there's no real love or, or uh, loyalty to the club. But now it's like, I mean, it's think about how different the situation has become in just such a little amount of time and, and the options they're looking at now in terms of buyers and, I know you. It sounds like you had.
3: Yeah, I had some. I had some information around right. who's uh, who's sniffing around the potential buyout of Chelsea. But right now, there's a official bid in from the Saudi media group. Um, they've reportedly made a bid of 2.7 billion dollars or pounds. Sorry, uh, Mohammed. Uh, I'm going to butcher this. Akarihi, who runs Saudi media, is the CEO of its parent company, Engineer Holding Group. Um, There are also a number of other investors potentially looking. Um, They include L.A. Dodgers part owner Todd Bowley, Chicago Cubs owner Tom Tom Ricketts, and British property tycoon Nick Candy, who's actually at the game against Newcastle. Yeah, he he got a little bit of camera time. Which he probably sounds like the the best option just based off what he mentioned and said how, Mm -hmm. like, I want the fans involved with the club. They should be making economic decisions for the club. Uh, I love Chelsea Football Club. Like, all these things. Positive stuff, obviously, anybody can say to buy it. By a huge, you know, money money making machine. But so, like Roman,
1: think, Roman has nothing to do with who buys it, too, right? Like he has no say. It's like I the know.
0: Chelsea so. shareholders who have now taken over have all the say. Yeah. I mean, think about what a miraculously best case scenario that would be to go from Roman, who was arguably the best owner in football, maybe in world football, you could argue by many people's measures in terms Especially of self injection. Yeah. appointments he's made, business he's done, and to go from him into like a month and a half of absolute havoc and chaos and financial ruin and uncertainty to then somebody who's like hyper-positive and is like, yeah. I'm going to make this about the fans, and you guys are going to have more hands on. I just, I don't know. That almost seems too good to be true to me. Like, I that's think what I'm it saying. would, it yeah. would really, that's almost like the Arsenal Daniel Eck thing where I'm like, no, guys, that's <laughs> just not, it's just, Right, that would work out too perfectly. That's why I don't think it's going to work out. So yeah. it was the cutthroat
2: nature of Abramovich, but it was that he did that in a sense that it was the he, everything he did was for the club. So and I like,
0: think the Saudi owners you, would be more likely because they're going to be think, more cutthroat. Yeah. They're going to say, "Just tell me who I need to fire, who I need, who I need to hire, and yes, I will get exactly. it done." If Chelsea has any
2: hope, I think of repeating. I don't think it's possible to repeat what they did under Abramovich. Um,
0: no, I don't. I, I think in you're today's right about that.
2: market. But if there's anyone, it's going to be a group or the Saudi media group that has a chance at doing that because it would be that cutthroat business style and the club would be successful. But like when you get these a lot of American owners are interested or American ties, like we all know what they do with football and they make it about themselves and they want just what's going to bring in revenue and it makes it a disaster and value shift. And it's like, yeah, we're trying to keep the fans happy, but it's not. It's not necessarily always what's best for the club, so it, it could get ugly. And it's like they'll be they'll be saying whatever they need to the press to make them look like the goody two shoes. And but they don't. I don't think they'll have. They won't carry the wallet that Abramovich has or the the media yeah. has. That, that help, give me more actually credit? allows the, them the to knowledge,
0: do it. the the savvy yeah. of the game that he has, the connections he has, the power that he really has. When you think about how scary it is, but the sway that he has and what people actually know about him and and how long he's been this powerful not even in the russian landscape but in the world football landscape you yeah. know like who he's regularly meets with and it really is it would be it's a wild transition i don't i think even right now a lot of people don't really have a full grasp on even chelsea fans yeah. but
2: yeah tushel said it Pe- Czech said it it's simply unknown and fear of the unknown is gonna be daunting moving forward and they they have to cope winning games helps but that's only going to be a solution for so long. Going back to the
3: Newcastle thing, I think Tuchel's probably just telling his players, we just gotta focus on football
2: and get the job
0: done. Football should be an yeah. escape for everyone, honestly, yeah. for everyone in that involved in that club right now.
1: Don't the- worry about not getting paid.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry about Don't it. Don't look at your bank account until I say hey, you listen, can. You did this because you love the game anyway, right? <laughs> They're
1: all
0: like, <laughs> What? <laughs> I have nine houses, Thomas. (laughs) Do you think the love of the game pays for my Malibu mansion? Do you think, Thomas? Do you think I can send my four kids to private school for the love of the game? (laughs) Everton to me right now are like Indiana Jones sliding through like a caving in wall. And even though you know that they're the main character of the movie, you're not sure they're not going to get squished. And I am starting to think that the walls are going to just (laughs) squash them like a bug. Yeah. They're not in a good way. They lose one nothing to Wolves. Big win for Wolves, who were hemorrhaging points. They were in great form, then on a massive skid. So big for them. But, geez, it is getting harder and harder to see Everton pulling themselves out of this. And you mentioned this before about the games in hand. You said you don't think anybody no one's really, wants, from that.
3: really wants the game in hand or is benefiting from it. But they do have four games in hand um, now, three games in hand. So it's a situation where... I think that will be good for them because Everton have enough quality in their side to win those games. I think you look at that from perspective of the smaller clubs, in my opinion at least. But Everton do have quality. They do. And as tough as this, Ever- this Wolves game was, I don't know, I think there's still hope there.
2: Oh, they get Damari Gray back, which is good for Everton. I mean, it's hard though because Frank's in a position where he's like, what do you want me to do? Like, that's not really what you want your manager to be kind of. Well, that's where the question on. marks were. About his about him being in there, it's like he's never been in the situation before. Like you but he's said, also kind we, of dismissive in podcast. the situation. Yeah, he doesn't yeah, seem yeah. like hungry that it's like, no, I'm I'm here to like get us out of a relegation yeah. zone or the potential drop. Well, I, I would
3: it, disagree with that because last week his his presser was really good in terms of what he talked about and how he was he was definitely fiery about the situation. How a lot of the players gave up, and he's like, oh, I got to make changes. But like, yeah, I don't. Know, I guess it's more about the bullshit questions he's getting, and he's just trying to. Do his job, but I guess that comes with the territory of taking over a job that's going down. You're gonna get these these questions from the reporters. You're gonna have this pressure on you. All eyes on Frank. All eyes on Everton. First time going down, and who knows how long. So, yeah, I, I agree with you in that aspect. But still, I think he does care. But it's also he's not he cares, but he's never done this. So he's he
1: definitely he's has a short fuse when it comes to reporters too. Like oh, he's yeah. not he's not like a
0: not a seasoned vet behind the mic just yet. No, no,
1: I don't even know. I don't, I don't know a true manager that truly is
0: Connor. Like a, I see where you're coming from. I think he does le- where, okay. So Roy Hodgson comes in and, and luckily Roy Hodgson is like a warm blanket over any team getting relegated or in, in a relegation race because there's a familiarity. There's a trust in a guy like that. I mean, same with Dean Smith. It's not looking like it's going to work out for Norwich this season, but I mean, I th- when he first came in, there was a general security of, oh, this, this was the guy who coached Jack Relish. Oh, that Villa had a pretty good team. You know, maybe he can string something together for us. Ultimately didn't work out like that, but there's just, there's just none of that with Frank. Frank only has the gravitas of a guy who can coach a club that's worth 80 billion (laughs) dollars and it didn't work out for him like that, which is why I said a million times he should just put on a fancy shirt and tie and go up into the press box where he will make such a better living talking about the game. But way different conversation, but I don't think any of the Everton guys were like, Oh good. I think they were like, Oh, this is just a legend. It's cool to meet him. He was my boyhood hero, but fuck if I don't think we're still going to get relegated. Like, <laughs> of course we do. So Donnie van de Beek is good. A player as he is and as high quality as he is. He's not ready to pull a team out of a relegation rate. He went from sitting every single game at man United to starting at Everton where he's like the sole provider of any creativity or spark. Cause yeah, Deli's not really playing. Mm-hmm. So I also I look at I look at guys like Van de Beek who is like what has my career been so far like I'm now trying to pull a team out of relegation that's a pretty high profile club in the Premier League like I don't know if I'm gonna what my future is but they, I mean this club is in one of the wildest situations I've seen for a club of that stature in like a very With long time the players time.
3: that they have I I'm gonna go back to that they do have quality players
0: yeah Demone players Gray, that competed for top four last year Townsend i uh, Cover Lewin, Calvert-Lewin. hurt. Lewin, he's but he's yeah. been back right Aaron he was Mina back mean is hurt yeah, he Aaron Mina the last is hurt. Alan. Yeah, hurt alan jordan pickford at this point you could toss some credit and respect his way he's been a keeper in the league yeah, long enough inconsistent big. but comes up with a good england save starter. Mm-hmm. england starter it's it's a very very bad. weird situation so I mean, I are you are you guys on the relegation board just yet for no, Everton? I I think, have I think they I think they're they still yeah. clinging on to that yeah. beam still.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Kyle says Van Der Beek was poor against Wolves. If anything, we're relying on Anthony Gordon. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. Anthony yeah. Gordon
2: carried him early in before the transfers and the loanies. Like Anthony Gordon was the spark um when the whole managerial shakeup was being spoken on, and then even before that, like he was just Jeez, the maybe guy. The, he had the only game bright where spot. He, he's he scored a brace, right? Yeah. Was it a yeah, break? He, did, he yeah. offered assists. Like he was doing, he was carrying the load, and he—he's a youngster that's not expected to do that. And that talented Everts side. Um, what the fuck? <laughs> we have insights
3: that uh, Coward Lewin has a PCL. court showing
2: tomorrow for unknown reasons. Interesting.
3: It's
0: probably a speeding ticket.
1: It's probably <laughs> his pants being too tight.
0: Yeah. <laughs> A speeding ticket. Um, I bet he was driving his car, like, upwards of 200 miles an hour just on the highway because he was like, I got the new McLaren, mate. You want to hop in? <laughs> and he's like, oh, shit. How fast are you well, going? Uh, like 80, 90? Uh, Clark, you yeah. at 235, so you have a court date now.
3: Uh, no, but Dad, that's interesting. Yeah, uh, I think I would tend to love it. Stay them. tuned. I say, yeah. I say they stay up. That's
2: me, though. Kyle gave it a good shout. They have
1: you. a terrible... Uh, going down. They have a terrible oh. schedule. I have
0: them. Though. They do. They have games in hand. That's their ultimately, saving grace. Ultimately, I think Everton going down will be the se- with well, a story of the season. I
3: that's think, what I think it'll be. I think league will
0: win the league. That'll be the story. I think game. one Merseyside team will win the league oh, and <laughs> one will be relegated from the league I'm for not, the first time. I'm not ever. partaking
2: in this conversation. <laughs> and Everton's <laughs> never
0: been relegated, mind you. I know most of you guys probably knew that already. But <gasps> Everton, one of those clubs that's never been relegated. So, uh,
3: Kyle says. Uh, Calvert Lewin is going to court for impersonating a center forward. Yeah.
2: <laughs> he has been hot garbage lately. He's an Everton fan okay, for context. Kyle. Yeah, that Kyle is coming from got an Everton fan. jokes. But Everton have the talent. Writer. They have the talent. As if he also Kyle also made a good point, and Frank doesn't he he doesn't know really what he's doing. He doesn't have an identity. He doesn't he doesn't understand what's going to work when putting certain guys in positions. They have talent. If frank can figure out how to string it together. He's not they'll, really they'll a look good enough to pull him out.
0: He was never in any of he was never in the position any of these players have ever been in in their whole lives because a lot of these guys were not prodigy really highly renowned players you only played with one club and always played on a really good team. So I think he'll he's probably pretty good with the young players. When he was at Chelsea we gave him credit for probably being a, a decent man manager but past that i just i don't know what sort of wisdom he's able to offer them in a time like this because a lot of those guys really have not been in a position that frank's ever been in he he kind of always had it made because he was that good but i mean i don't know i don't want i'm not rooting for anyone to get relegated but if i were a betting man which i'm not i would probably say everton or maybe getting the jump this season we'll see we'll see Anyway, Leeds, on a good note, on a happy note that we can all, I think, feel really good about, Jesse March gets his first three points as Leeds manager. They win two to one. They beat Norwich. Speaking of relegation He's
1: freaking l- lucky that he got the win. That's some might sure. say
0: six points,
2: considering the position, I mean, lucky, how yeah, they were.
3: They, Leeds work their socks off.
2: That no, I, I don't
1: want to say lucky. I'm saying like they had so many chances yeah. to put that game away, and then if... What ha- didn't like happen at the end to get the second goal didn't yeah. happen like they would have been like I think they would have bro- broken the entire locker room.
3: The goal they yeah. conceded was also pretty shit. I mean, yeah. the man yeah. got in between the defenders and what just he, outpaced them,
0: dude. That and and their four point gap now of of seventeenth feels gigantic because of the four teams below them are just neck and neck at this point. Yeah. That like even a gap like that like. Leeds can really do the most damage in the relegation fight right now. They could leave Everton in the dust if they keep if they, if they were to string together a couple wins. I'd Love to know who they play their next few matches right. against. But you could
2: tell it was Bamford's first game back, starting and it was his first start. He was not clinical. Uh, <laughs> it
0: was a little bit clunky, but <laughs>
2: yeah, we all Jalen loves his run, Yeah, his fat boy run. Usual, but <laughs> Rafinha, I mean, he's the one that pulled it out for him. He created that goal. Yeah. I mean, he, he scoots it around the keeper and then squares it to Gelhard for the tap-in. And then, I mean, definition of scenes. I mean, Ellen Rowe is bouncing. And this Louis Diaz
0: trade might have done Leeds a huge favor because now I'm not sure Liverpool would be in the market for a guy like Rafinha. That changes if, if Mo leaves or Mane leaves. But that's kind of been the story, right? Is Liverpool is one of those clubs that really seemed like they'd give Rafinha a serious sniff. Seems like he'd fit in well there, mm-hmm. but... With the guy they just brought in, maybe Rafinha stays. If they stay up, you know. He's not staying. You someone's, don't think? Someone's buying him. You're not convinced I, at all. I, I that, Bayern uh, wanted him. I had that thought process today out.
3: when I was re- just rewatching the game online. On Dude, line. staying
0: up could change everything, yeah, you know. I think so, too. But manager. To manager.
3: To give context of who they play next, it's honestly a tough, a tough game. Shit. But Wolves, Southampton, Watford's winnable. Uh, Southampton is winnable, but Southampton have been playing Southampton pretty been randomly well recently. will drop points against yeah, an awful but, uh, team. Uh, they'll show up on a day too. Chelsea, yeah. Crystal Palace, Man City, Arsenal, Brighton, Brentford. Last day of the season.
0: So, I would say less than picturesque remaining schedule, but doable. Enough, I say enough I like in there.
3: They, I feel like this is the most doable
1: leads
0: they could have. Uh, Southampton, Watford,
3: Brentford, Brighton are winnable games, which it's are a tall huge task. Points, Unfortunately, they can't could win. Be- they could win like half those games.
1: You yeah. can't playing be in sixteenth yeah.
0: and not have a little bit of an uphill battle ahead of you. But in the same vein, I mean, they are in decent decent position to stay up. And and that is a club I hope stays up. That is a club I would say I'm rooting for to stay up and not get relegated. Because it's, it's crazy too. How many how fun. many of
3: these teams have to play each other that are going to affect one another
0: on who stays up too? Which gets even crazier. I need my <laughs> weekend dose of Luke Ailing like I need my morning cup of coffee. So if it. I don't have that, I don't know what I'll do. To be he's to be quite so, honest, he's so bad. Norwich, you guys think they're uh, they're Dunsky? Yeah, they're gone. yeah, they're, they're, gone. Gone. they're out of here. Yeah, seventeen points. I mean, that is Connor. What'd you say? Eating dinner, negative forty-five gold differential. <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> like, that's after Leeds. It's a good thing it doesn't like carry 20 over, 20 right? The yeah, they'd
0: be in credit card debt for the rest of their lives. Yeah, no kidding.
1: Like Leeds <laughs> plays like high performance, like straight offense, and they have minus thirty-four. Like Norwich is just like they don't do any of that. They are literally just so bad in that aspect.
0: City have a 95 better goal differential.
3: We really thought Josh Sargent was going to kick it off after that brace. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I'm not ready to say he's cooled off yet, but the flame has been doused. I would say, uh, no pun intended, because of the because his hair's red. <laughs> but, moving on, <laughs> <laughs> moving on. Moment of the weekend, maybe Yarmy getting West Ham the win. Yeah, that was huge. Belter. The resident Ukrainian winger absolutely sealing the deal for West Ham over a good, might we even say, surging Villa side. That was, I mean, that again, that might have been moment of the weekend.
3: I mean, yeah, that's very, very uh, symbolic moment. Obviously, him being Ukrainian, so you could see the emotion after he scored it. I believe did he go down on his knees and stuff like oh, that? Oh, he was like crying. Yeah, I crying. mean,
0: it was yeah.
2: like yeah, it was super emotional. Yeah, all I could think about like was his family. Yeah, and everything because he took leave from the club. Yeah, he did. Um, and I think that was his first game back. He took leave for quite a while. It yeah, was like I, I think it was
0: a week for a week and a half or something. Because David Moyes like pretty quickly came out and said like he'll he's stepping away to. Yep. So. Handle all that, obviously, but I mean, geez, that could be like one of the goals of the season or moments of the season. Looking back on it oh, in terms of hundred percent, yeah, definitely. Leaving.
3: But yeah, West Ham big win against Aston Villa. Been in good form lately. Um, we have a little debates here on the Hallers podcast around Steven Gerrard from time to time. So he's a uh,
0: topic of discussion.
3: I mean, West Ham on their day are a better team than Aston Villa, in my opinion. Yeah. So I mean, they, they got them on their day. They got. I mean, Jacob Ramsey scored a great goal as well. They're just a bit tougher. Actually, he's on Aston Villa. Sorry. Uh, I can't, sometimes I think they have the same jerseys. <laughs> Claret and blue. Claret and blue. But um, Claret and blue shirt. Yeah, I just think Barama's, Ben Rama scored as well, right? for for West Ham wasn't it 2-1? Who
2: No. Uh Jared
0: Bowen wasn't Bowen. No. Bones in number
1: 8 Fornals Fornals. Fornals. Oh. Pablo, come on man, our guy Pablo. Pablo.
3: But yeah, <laughs> so I Pablo.
0: Life Pablo. <laughs> I mean, Villa are a good side with,
3: with Coutinho obviously, Buendia. great players,
2: but big, You said
0: it well, on their day they're a better big side. Big win for West Ham in my yeah, opinion. Big, still big huge
2: win. Yeah. yeah. It was a good game too. I mean, Yeah. Each team had their chances. Um, West Ham controlled the match at times. Villa also created plenty, um, and they came alive late. It looked like they could have grabbed an equalizer. It just didn't come come around for them. But credit to West Ham. That goal from Yarmy was just that little like half awesome. touch on the bounce. Yeah, that was just fucking, very
0: always has been a very oh natural goal scorer though uh, for for that club. Uh, well, he was on Crystal Palace for a couple seasons, wasn't he? No, I don't he's know. A, he was on Dortmund. Dortmund. Yeah. He was on Dortmund before You're that. you sure he wasn't on Crystal Palace? I think no. he have compl- He's never he touched. He's kind of like got you London. think he's Milovic or, like he, or whatever? Or like name? Yannick Velozic. That's who I was thinking <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you, Connor.
1: Milovic uh, is <laughs> disgusting. My bad. Yeah, he's a pen taker. I cannot stand him.
2: That was Roy's team, dude.
0: Yeah, I mean... This this was a game I think West Ham really, really has to work for every single win they get, and that's why I think ultimately they've dropped a few points that way. But, I mean, in the end, it's an impressive win, especially over, like we said, a club, club like Villa who have been sort of a hot topic on the podcast. Yeah, they have, yeah. These are those games, though, Connor. I mean, these are those games that don't do you any service, <laughs> I'll tell you that much. <laughs> he's You're not like, expected oh, to boy. come in and
3: win every game. No, he's not. So, You're right. I don't, I don't think this is on like Stephen Gerrard.
2: And he's lifted no. the spirits. They look good. He yeah, lifted the They're, nice. See, they're yeah. nice. That's not they're a nice. tangible thing, they came in
0: in 13th. Unfortunately, when all said and done, the things have to be tangible. And they phrases like what? lifting the spirits and changing the culture. 13th. When
2: we don't
3: need to debate Stephen Jarrod again. We've done it already too many times on the podcast. He's doing and his off job. let yeah.
0: man live. He's doing his job. My bad. They're probably, they have nines
1: pretty much locked up for the end of the season. There's no way they get nine points.
2: Oh, yeah. That's probably the highest they go. Well, Spurs does a little uh, skid. Yeah, unless Spurs we, loses
1: like nine lose. Guys, we
0: already talked about Spurs this <laughs> episode. Let's or or, or wolves.
2: wolves.
1: Or Wolves. Or Wolves. Yeah, yeah we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I, I can see Wolves doing it.
0: It is weird, though, because, like you said before, on their day, they really are a tough team to beat, but Southampton draw points to Watford, losing two to one. But some, some Cucho Hernandez brilliance. I mean, <laughs>
3: oh the bike. Bags of Come brace.
2: Up. Was that yeah. the bike last week? Was that like... The no, bike, that was last was week. He backed the brace. Yeah, he scored a volley this week. No,
3: but the games were like midweek, week. No. I
2: don't know. There's been so Cucho many games. Cucho Hernandez literally. did score a bike. That was last weekend. That was, that was last, last weekend. Last weekend. That was last. That'll probably that'll probably be Hernandez Harn-
0: scored a brace this week. He like poached a goal too. He, po- he poached the first goal and then he scored a great yeah, second. He, he, he scored it from the tight angle. He
2: scored it from the tight angle, and then the second one was a nice volley. That's honestly. huge for them. He's just been scoring so much. I'm
3: so out of the loop. I also didn't watch this game. So. And
0: <laughs> he's gonna be playing a lot more because Roy Hodgson is gonna be like, oh man, I'm gonna need you to score. I need some goals. Yeah, Dennis. You've just bought yourself a spot in the Anybody. Who even remotely is capable of putting the ball in the net is going to get a regular spot. In the I mean,
1: Watford right now are like in the race to get out of relegation. Like they are—they're are, they're yeah. fighting for their freaking lives. Did we say <laughs> they, they were they
0: got <laughs> their hands on Everton's throat? Right. I mean, now. Everton I just, still has
1: three games in hand, but still, like, yeah.
0: I just the games in hand. I'm so skeptical of now. I, I just their games in hand are like Liverpool, like Chelsea, and like yeah. like it's like terrible.
1: Assume, like they're immersed. not going to do anything with these games in hand.
2: So, which is tough, but Southampton um, is it's, they were in such good form at the start of the year. And now it's like,
0: that's also doing? a group they got. Well, think about how much more talent they have than Burnley. Sorry. And that, I mean, this is a team that underperforms sometimes over the span of 90 minutes. I mean, Southampton have some seriously high quality players in their team. They have an experienced keeper. Maybe you could say Forster does, does leave some to be desired, but Ward Prowse is as good a midfielder as you can probably find in the premier league on his day as well. So I don't know. That this is just such a, it's just a I'm weird never, couple I'm never of games convinced
1: by them. They're so but they're so well coached. That's why I like him. Like he's a awesome coach and he has really good insights at the end. Awesome. Yeah. But like man, sometimes I just cannot stand watching
3: I think him. they're I think his they just his player them think think by like leads or something. I think yeah. his players let him down. Mm. They got thrown out last week by who?
0: Yeah. Oh, no, they're no. just a team that but can at like, any day lose eight nothing because it's happened so many times, and you're like, guys, what <laughs> is tenth, going on? Like, I, tenth, I really don't know what at, at tenth. Who gives a shit about gold differential, exactly. really? Like, like, my, Villa. my Villa, Villa, yeah, yeah, yeah. My
2: but Villa. But it's last like week. also like, where is Southampton really expected to finish? I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't. They're speak the definition of mid table. Yeah. So, but I mean, honestly, we had people.
3: People had them going down.
2: I picked him to go down. Yeah, no, they a, yeah, were yeah, the yeah. worst team.
3: Well, not not the, just us, but like people had them like fighting for relegation well, or they, fighting for They a spot. were in a
2: relegation battle at the end of last season. From yeah. January onward, they were the worst team yeah. at the end of last oh, season. Oh, I know. Like, by far. Yeah. So, uh, and, I mean, yeah, they do have Brogia. Yeah, which Brogia has been, is quality. He's been huge for them this season. If he leaves, I mean, th- there goes some goals. So, if Chelsea reclaim him. Livermanto's kind of And based on down. the financial Livermanto, situation at Chelsea, them, like... And it's like not... Not a not panning, panning out. Their Do book, you think that
0: yeah. affects how they handle Broja? the finances at Chelsea right now? Like, is he somebody that they'll recall, you think? And be like, well, we already own well, you, they so can't sell. Gonna, well,
1: they can't sell him out. So, so he's him, a so Chelsea player right now. He's going to
0: come back and they might need him.
3: If they say like this continues on through the summer and next season with Chelsea, you got to think they're going to keep all the loan players. The good loan players they have right now at the moment, Gallagher, Gallagher Broja, those are players that you, I mean, people are uh, debating whether or not. Gallagher's even going to go back to, to Chelsea and, and play there. Will he get playing time? Without a doubt, I think he will if this is a situation that continues on to next season. so a
0: little broja yeah. action up top.
3: It's Gallagher feeding them the midfield. Give
0: Chelsea fans something to watch. <laughs> I mean, I, I said this in the, in the recap, but I keep waiting for the form to dip on Arsenal, and it's just not happening. I'm starting to get kind of disappointed and worried (laughs) because they are making a very convincing Champions League run right now. They are kind of in the driver's seat. The games in hand, like we've mentioned, I'm somebody who's pessimistic, so I don't think games in hand work out for anybody really. But, I mean, they have looked just fantastic. High energy, high press. Mikel Arteta, Jalen, you've been very vocal about how good he's been this season. I mean, there was at one point where – the announcers pointed out that he was really ushering his team back up the field because they were sitting back pretty far. And, I mean, once they kind of evened it out with Lester, Lester was just nowhere to be found. I mean, Arsenal was had all the quality, all of the huge chances. I mean, they looked really, really organized. And, and, and the, the biggest change is defensively because Arteta always said, you guys have to love defending. That's the only way a team is good at defending is if they like doing it. And it's such a beautiful footballing point you know because it really is so true you can't be afraid to make any moves and ben white's form has turned around he's becoming one of the game's quicker better younger center backs and they just look really good. There's a lot of good things to say about them. I hate it, saying them, but... The, yeah,
1: everyone keeps harping on Ben White because he keeps doing that tripping shit that he's not getting called for, like how he like, <laughs> trip the Wolves player. And, like, oh, yeah. I guess getting tripped, caught, he tripped... He tripped DACA, like... <laughs> and yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: <laughs> Doc ended up picking up a yellow this game right at the end, too, but I think a lot of the Lester players were frustrated, but, I mean, Definitely. if you're not getting caught doing that, that's that's kind of a Premier League thing, the, the physicality, the edge to it. So I mean, Sergio
1: I, Ramos did rip Salah's shoulder out of the socket, Yeah. So.
3: I
0: mean, there's yeah, and then been
2: like Carius, head into the goalpost. There's been
0: done worse on about the field. <laughs> I think <laughs> the biggest thing is we'll see this
3: form continue for the rest of the season. I don't think Arsenal will drop this at all. It's just more about how the other teams are going to play against them, like Liverpool this week. So, I mean, you'll be
0: watching with those games, and you I'm is biting particularly my finger, I'm
3: biting my fingernails during those. You're games. hoping
0: that form drops. Leicester would have been a, that Leicester yeah. was a big test. Uh, I just uh, Liverpool will be the biggest test now. They'll, that this will be uh, uh to, this will show whether or not when they really play the best of the best teams what their brains do and how they play right. and if they close down and they don't play this free flowing young uh progressive just a high attacking high press style of play when they play a Arsenal team football.
3: football that's really Arsenal football like creativity possession based obviously not as much possession but um being a creative attacking side is what Arsenal is good at so and Arteta's doing that now
0: and their defensive midfielder had their first goal, almost Our scored day. a brace, had a wonderful, wonderful second chance that hit off the post, but it was very skilled and, I mean, awful defending on that first setting goal. Leicester cannot
2: which, defend a dead ball. Yeah, so, that's frustrating so bad. to save their life. It, it is
0: horrible. So yon stock has dropped seriously yeah. because he was at one point a hot commodity in the Premier League. When Leicester was yeah. making their push, yeah. he was like fantastically good and now, I mean, he's at the end of every bad defensive play that they have. He's the man to blame at the end of the day, but, I don't know. Brandon Rodgers, I, I said it
3: before the podcast, but his, his press conference afterwards are very negative. He seems like he doesn't really know what to say at the end. Of the th- he was you know, congratulating Ramsdell for like 20 minutes. Not motivated. but yeah, he just doesn't look yeah. motivated right now. It's like it's, the
0: only good, it's like he acted like he's seen one good save in his life. <laughs> <laughs> Have you not been around the game? Didn't you win 30 Premier League? I, Scott, I, Scott, I, yeah, Scott Premier League. Like, really media,
2: media had to talk about the English goalkeeper. That's just how it goes. I just
3: think that, that was a that game. These past few games are a clear sign that the times are over for Brendan Rodgers at the club, and this summer Leicester will definitely look to move away from him. But we talk about that almost every week. I just he's been out, he's had a lot of losses at the end of yeah, the
2: day. The Arsenal are phenomenal. Smith Rowe can't even break into the side. I mean, and he's number he's wearing the number ten too, which I was I mentioning. He, he has he has some like weird injury trouble despite despite being like a physical player. Martinelli has been phenomenal yeah, in replacement. He can't,
1: he can't break. He can't. Break out Martinelli, but right even now. Yeah.
2: but even not him not starting,
3: it doesn't really affect his play. I think he still plays well. Yeah, he comes in out and there. Scores. Yeah, so I mean, if Arsenal can have this rotation aspect to their side, young players coming in and out, having an impact, like if you're that player coming on having an impact, scoring, like you're not really going to complain. There's t- plenty of years ahead of you, and I think Smither will be a regular starter come next season. Yeah. So
0: yeah, they need depth. All the young guys seem Arsenal through and through, and that's been a huge problem with the club is losing out on guys like this when yeah. when it came time to pay them. So I mean <laughs> bright skies ahead for Arsenal, dark skies for Tottenham, but you know what? Trying to keep it uh trying to keep it just pretty even keeled here. Positive, so, man. You're right. Trying to keep it positive. Last game of the weekend, even though it had no goals, one of the better games of the weekend, Crystal Palace. Do the double clean sheet on yes. Man City? Almost do the double because remember they got a win back in, whenever it was October I think. But, yeah, uh, but yeah, they keep another. Clean this sheet is crazy against City. right now. Frustrating game for City. They, I mean, we I think are largely uh, about the City Hitman idea where they just come in, do their business, and leave before everybody even knew it hit them. But then every like five or every five or so games, there's a game like this and where. It got really, it got pointed out really well. But there's games where things are working for them, and then when they aren't, it's a couple missed strung passes, and one of them goes, and they're like waving their arms and they're yelling at the each other. Was pissed. The Everybody was really seemed pissed. very upset with each other this game because the there was just like a final inch of quality that was needed. Yeah. Cancelo had a pretty good game. He always gets a lot of touches, but his long ball distribution was like a bit sus at times. Hit and I could post. tell the wingers were pissed about that. And like Maraz, Maraz a couple of times had a header. He tried to head back in and he looked at Phil Foden, who was like, keep the ball down. Don't give me some high shit that I have to head back in. Yeah. So everybody was uh, demanding a lot of each other, this game. And the frustration was only building and building. And I'm thinking, Jesus, if crystal scores, the roof is going to go off this place. But I mean, I wouldn't say city. were lucky to walk away with a point here because the quality was there, but I mean, it's really, it's just really entertaining to see a team that's that good and almost seeming superhuman to like on their day really struggle. Well, I think that's the reason why they were so upset with each other is because, like you said, they demand so much of each other, and Pep
3: demands so much of them. So when the front, when the adversities, we we talk about City not really running into adversity ever. And when they do, they're like, "What it's, is this?" It's, yeah, yeah, they've like never seen it before. Oh my gosh, Rodrigo is a perfect example. And
2: flipped a gasket.
0: At it's the not end. like taking. Oh it's God. not
3: taking a dig at City because the reason why they don't face adversity that much That's is why they're, they're that good. They're such a good team. Yeah. so it's understandable in that aspect. But Palace are a team that will do that for you. Vieira can switch up his side, and, and he, he they can play good football, like counterattacking, creative, or they can play these gritty games where their players are giving their life. To not get a goal scored on them, so uh, I th- huge win for Liverpool first and foremost as the title race. Yeah, did you buy your on. Crystal Palace jersey yet? And if there's one. one thing about Crystal Palace, they know how to spoil uh, title chase. So done, done in the past, get Liverpool, here, and now they're helping out.
0: They it. just they just helped you guys out. Nice,
2: Andrew. Nice. Callback. Four points off. You got a game Still in hand. Don't like the one back. Few, a long time ago. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The beginning of the, of the episode
0: about Liverpool not paying their players. No.
2: Um, but, yeah, City came about as close as physically possible to scoring a goal in this game. There was three chances that were mere inches, even less, from going in. De Bruyne hit the inside of the post, bounced out. Mahrez with a good follow-up. Obviously, Gaita Gu- 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 saves. There was the Grealish across the face where Bernardo... Could have tapped in, and it was just like, how does that? How does that not go in? I like, think
0: you mentioned earlier that Saint Maximin. Saint Maximin might be the guy to mention if you think about a player who has a string on the ball at his feet. I would say Maraz. might be the only guy who edges past him because that guy his trapping touch. a ball, like a ball that's been pinned. No, that's not a string. He has the glue. Field. Like, he has glue on his feet. That's different. And every time he gets a touch, the announcers are like, and that's just fucking ridiculous for Mara's, by the way. Like, like it's just a magnet, and the ball stops at his feet, and then he just walks in. I mean, the finishing wasn't quite there, and he, I think, is one of those guys where now it's really predictable. You know he's going to cut in with his left foot and go deep post. Like, that's kind of his thing. That's what he's trademarked and. They defend... Chris Palace defended great against that today. He would trap the ball. Mitchell. There's no stopping that, but yeah, Mitchell had him pocketed pretty well. Mm -hmm. Very exhausted by the end. He was, like, barely able to walk, but that's what this team will do to you, and that's what you have to do to keep a clean sheet against this team. I
3: saw Palace play great defensively, but there was one thing that I saw towards the end of the game where they kept like, walking out of their own half. Like, Eduard and Zaha were, like, taking players on. And I'm like, what do you guys do? Get the ball off your foot. But, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. they they beat the first man, but then they would turn the ball over. Uh, I don't, But still, they somehow were able to keep a clean sheet, and Gallagher was also instrumental for that Um, yeah. for that reason. Yeah. Zaha
2: was so willing to take players on in mm-hmm. his own. He, took, he was, like... 10 yards off the 18, their own 18 yard box. And you just be like, that's what three I was, yeah. city players. Around yeah. him." he's like, Oh, I'm going to try to weave these guys. He <laughs> did go to a couple times, but, but it's like they're they dancing. They also had Don't a couple set pieces. Um, is it, it's not, it's not, is it Armstrong? Um, no, uh, that plays, I'm thinking of, the, that's Anderson? Anderson, Anderson. Anderson. Yes. Anderson. There yeah, was like yeah, yeah. two set pieces he had that were just like half field set pieces. He kicked them both out of bounds. <laughs> I was like, dude, 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 just keep the ball in play, like put it around City's yeah. area, whip it in. Of all the um, step overs
0: Crystal Palace takes, Anderson is not a, a huge contributor of, this tri- of the oh, stepovers, yeah. I don't think.
2: <laughs> but yeah, Vieira, very very good game plan to match up against City. Oh yeah. It, it is funny to watch City's tempers flare. Like Rodrigo, Cuyate got kicked in the left by De
0: Bruyne, Rodrigo's he, the coolest head of the bunch, usually. And, and that man's yeah. getting his master's in something, I don't remember what it is, but he's literally like getting his master's in addition to playing for City. So yeah. he's a, hopefully he
2: doesn't do that in the classroom when he doesn't get an answer. right? right. <laughs> Flips oh. his desk, you know. And <laughs>
0: not to shout out the billion dollar club, but I will say, uh, Laporte had a fantastic game. Yes, he did. No matter who, who the, d- the defense is or how organized the back line is, Zaha's not an easy guy to deal with. Alise was a problem today. Yeah, At we times, early, so. early chance. Early chances. Early chances, and he was always very effective, uh, actually, on the ball. But I thought mm-hmm. Laporte defended Zaha very well, and though Zaha got some good touches, I mean, ultimately, he was frustrated most of the time. And yeah. he was, I mean, again, as long as you can just recover pretty well and sprint back and get that ball back to Ederson, it works out okay. But I would give him credit, because, again, Zaha's not an easy guy to to D-up on any day. Yeah. That and is- that, my friends, was match week 29. We're getting there. Dollar. Twenty nine to thirty eight, guys. Oh my gosh, guys! We have exciting stuff coming soon. Yeah, we've been working on some good stuff. We got in the in the in the crock pot.
3: But stay tuned. As always, we love to have you here at the Hallow's Podcast. Thank you so much for joining. Be sure to check us out. Uh, Throw a link tree on TikTok, Instagram, Twitch, YouTube, wherever you want to follow us. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, we're there. See you soon. Bye bye now.